All right, back with the Trevor Tysman Show. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about my neck injury, how I discovered uh, some modalities that really increased my range of motion and built my strength back. I tell you, just like you guys have probably felt throughout your lifetime, if ever you hurt something, it seems to take longer and longer as you get older to recover from them. But if you don't truly do some kind of a rehab process, it seems almost as if your strength never comes back, your range of motion is lacking, and you just have this overall tremendous weakness in the area. So what I did to hurt my neck was probably, you know, my last video you saw, I started getting to hydrofoiling. But what I did was I thought it would be a good idea if I threw myself into the air and started doing front flips. Uh, there's not a whole lot of people that can do the front flips um, in that hydrofoil world. So I thought it'd be pretty easy for me to be able to learn that. And what I found is it's not that easy to do. And when you fall, the front flip is you come in at the wake and then you go extremely steep. So you take off steep and then you have to try to stay or do your best to stay on access as you front flip. The problem is, is that all of the energy that you've built running into the wake hitting the weight, dropping your hands down and rolling over the front, all of that momentum is moving forward. So if you don't have the perfectly timed balance roll forward, you either take a ton of momentum forward and smash yourself into the water, uh, you come up a little bit short, and that was my biggest problem was I was doing just a slight roll forward, and when I would hit the water, imagine this thing is about 40 inches from my butt. So your wings hit the water and all that momentum that you have going forward ends up making your neck or your head bounce off your chest. I tell you, I'm a little bullheaded, probably a little dumb. I continually did these for several weeks until my back was sore and I could barely even turn my head left or right. I had had whiplash so many times from coming up short on the front flip that I was just really jerking my neck down and after inflammation and everything else, uh, added up, I was in rough shape. I could barely look over my right shoulder. I could look a little bit more to the left than the right, but I remember uh, I had to pick up a piece of furniture for my wife and I honestly had to look left and keep my head turned to the side just to be able to lift the object because the, the knife pain was so much in the top of my neck at the base. And, and that's one thing that's kind of funny, like Whenever you have an injury, it's interesting that it isn't always directly in a place of contact. And what I mean by that is I had this pain down into my shoulder um, and up through my neck that was kind of very prevalent all of the time. Um, the straw that broke the camel's back, though, was I was going to do a front roll. Uh, I was not exactly like the best at them, but I could do them. And what a front roll is, is you come in at the wake and then you almost force it to happen. It's uh, kind of sort of like a cartwheel feeling. You hit the wake and then you go into it rather than the momentum of a, a back roll. You let the ski kind of come out from under you and you take all that momentum. The front roll is you get a nice steep takeoff and you almost cartwheel forward. But when you load the line that much, what I had was the line broke. So the, the rope actually broke in half. I'm upside down, going 25 miles an hour, falling straight down on my head. But I had so much tension in my neck that when I landed in the water upside down, I have this zinger feeling all the way down my whole arm. My neck was throbbing, my trap was hurting, and I actually lost some fingers. My fingers were uh, 
tingling. I'm trying. It was my pointer finger. I've I've had my pinky before. Uh, back when I played baseball, I actually had to have a nerve transposition surgery. So I'm familiar with the pinky tingling, but never have I had the first finger. The first finger to me. May, it feels a little more real. Uh, that's your strength. That's your power. That's your grip. You want to do a pull-up. You want to pull yourself. You want to actually be able to balance and use things. I don't know. I feel like my thumb and my first finger and my you know my middle finger are really important. But the pinky, yeah, you know, you could cut it off, I guess. And uh, it doesn't seem to be quite uh, as much of a problem. But, you know, of course, I want to keep my digits. I'm just saying that uh, the tingle was definitely something that I was not expecting. So I was now aware that I have an official injury, got out of the water, came back home, and I've already not been able to look left and right very well for mm, a couple weeks at this point. But I knew something was wrong. Uh, the tingling was very odd. So I got recommended to go to a chiropractor. I go to this chiropractor, and he thought for sure that he would be able to straighten me out. And it felt a little bit like a witch doctor. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a, a chiropractor format where, you know, you kind of feel like you're going into a shed. You're, you're walking behind something. It's in a gravel lot. It's not pavement downtown. You kind of got a bad feeling about this. I get in there. This guy's sweaty. He's been working on people all morning. Um feeling really nervous. He's got a bench from like 1922 and uh, he lays me back and starts cracking some stuff. He's making an awful lot of noise. I don't know if you guys are familiar with all chiropractors, but I guess I've only been to probably two or three. But this guy was very physical, really lay on you, crunch on you, try to get things to move. Uh, and the whole time he's super confident pitching this as the, the best thing ever. This is going to get you straightened out. We're going to have you in here one and done, one and done. You're going to get in here, then you're going to get out. So I was kind of on board. I was like, okay, you know, I can take the pain if all it takes is a crack. I, I kind of thought that when it got to the tingle, maybe I just had a pinch going on and had to get something off of a nerve. Uh, come to find out, he, he thought there was a tension up top high in a disc up towards the one of the two vertebrae. So we tried to really crank my head. He said, you know, as long as you can do it, we can maybe put it back in place. So he gives me a huge crack. And I mean to tell you, I have never felt so much of an electric shock down my arm in my entire life. My hand was on fire. My shoulder was hurting. My bicep hurt. The whole arm, I could barely even move it. It made me like crumple it up and hold it close like this. And, you know, I didn't let him touch me anymore. I was like, you know, I don't know what you did, but we got to stop. And he kind of said, you know, oh, that, that's completely normal. You know, you are really bound right now. So maybe next week we'll be able to get that loosened up. And I got out of there as fast as I could. I, I couldn't, I, I was very shocked by that feeling. And after a couple minutes, it, it scaled back more to the beginning tingle that I had, just right at the tip of the finger. So I wasn't overly alarmed, but I was pretty shocked at that uh, that feeling. I mean, it is pure terror when you get that kind of electric shock down your arm. But as time went on, I got recommended a different chiropractor. And let me tell you, a world of difference. Um, they do a really good job, or, or Dylan, he does a really good job. I think if you're going to look for a chiropractor, you almost want to find someone uh, that is interested in all that there is to offer. If all you're getting is cracked and they're not doing any kind of trigger point therapy, if you're not working range of motion, if they're not focused on other parts of your body and they really just want to crack your neck and move on, 
I don't know that I would be into that kind of a treatment protocol. Uh, it's not voodoo. You know, if you've got some tension somewhere that's causing pain, that means that it's muscular and spinal. You know, of course, if a spine is sitting on a nerve and you've got some tingly or some ultimate compression going on, it would be great to alleviate that in one quick, swift pop. But let's be honest, what created it? Was it an injury? Was it an impact? Was it a tweak? Or was it that uh, you've got a whole bunch of inflammation and overused muscles that are laying on a nerve? That's not going to get fixed with a crack. So, you know, that's just my soapbox on chiropractors. If you find someone that's interested in multiple versions of, you know, therapeutic practices that are going to help you rather than just a crack it. I would say that's probably a safe bet might be a good option for you. But anyway, so I started getting on this protocol of getting cracked once a week, twice a week at the beginning. Um, and then it was doing some of that suction cup therapy, which, you know, it does feel like you're almost getting massaged. I'm not opposed to it. Um, but you do feel like quite a, you know, walk around with your wife with a hickey on your neck. That's a, that's a good thing to uh, <laughs> to have to work through at a restaurant. You got a hickey on your neck. Yeah, I swear, I swear, it's from my chiropractor. You know, it's kind of an odd thing. But the suction cups, uh, the, the claim on them is that you're going to increase uh, blood flow in the area. I don't know what it exponentially compared to deep tissue massage. You can do it in a quarter of the time. There's a whole rundown in statistics that are showing a lot of promise towards that suction cup type of treatment. But uh, that wasn't the only thing. We also did some kind of stretching. And um, another thing that I really liked, if you've got a really tight muscle or something, there's those new things that almost look like a butter knife. But of course, it's more official and you know someone's trying to sell you something. But I don't know that I wouldn't be buying it. It's uh, What it is, is you're almost grinding the knots out of the muscle. You move up and down the fibers. And I it really is pretty miserable at the time, but I don't know that there was anything that gave me quite the results as that tool running over a muscle. So if you've got something in your quad, quad would probably be awesome for that. If you have uh, something in your calf, something with a meaty muscle, if you get too fine, I couldn't imagine using that close to a bone. Uh, oof, give me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about hitting that tool on my funny bone or something. That would not be enjoyable. So Definitely, if you got some big meaty muscles, you might check that out. Uh, I'm sure you can find a video on YouTube or something where they're going to give you the full pitch of how amazing it is. And it, it's pretty good. It's uh, a little bit more of a direct impact on trigger points rather than a foam roller or something where you're just rolling up and down the whole muscle. You can't really get quite as pinpoint as you could with that specific tool. I can't remember the name. You have to look it up. I'm sure you'll find it pretty quickly. Um but as I was saying with the, the chiropractor, when when we got into the chiropractor, I started getting on my treatment protocol, right? I was doing two times a week. The thing that I found is I was getting my range of motion back. I could slowly start turning my head from left to right. But just with any injury, I've suggested this for years in the channel with like rehab and those types of things. If you don't seriously take your rehab um, very seriously, I, I think you'll, you'll find that you'll never get it back. I think as I age... Rehab is becoming more and more important to keep your body healthy. Uh, I've had shoulder injuries before in the past, played a ton of baseball, have had knee things, um, a little bit of low back. But overall, I would say I've been generally healthy. 
But every time I get any kind of an injury, it never gets back to the level it was without specifically training that area. And then it's almost as if you're truly just training an area to keep it stable and strong. But I kind of always have pain in an injured place. And it kind of stinks. You know, I don't know if everyone's like that or if that's just me, but there's always a little bit of a lingering pain I have in anything that I've truly injured. So this neck is not 100%. I think I did this in June and I'm still trying to work back from it. Uh, I've got range of motion back. I don't think that's the problem, but You've seen Lupin in the background. I wanted to show you the, the whole purpose of this. I got a little sidetracked, but now you got complete context on my injury and what I've been doing to get back. But some of the exercises that I've been doing has completely changed what the feeling is in my neck, the stability, the strength. Not only do I have the range of motion back, but I'm starting to get the strength of it. I tell you, I play with my daughter a lot and I'll lay on my stomach, on my elbows, because that's where all the little toys are, right? You know, big 6'4 guy, got to lay on the floor all the time. It, it, it's not much fun. I really wish that we could be a kitchen table playing, uh, but four-year-olds don't like kitchen tables. We got to be on the floor. So I'm sitting on my elbows, I stack a pillow underneath me to take a little weight off. But what I found is just even holding my head up, I was so weak that after about three minutes, I was fatigued. My neck was tired. I almost had to put my hand on, hold my chin up, rested. It, it was insane to me that I couldn't just hold my head up for more than three minutes. And um, so this became one of the exercises that I started doing in addition to, you know, if you're laying on the floor and your daughter jumps on your back or something like that, at the time at which I was feeling most weak, I thought that my neck was being broke. There was no stability on anything. If I got bumped and my muscles were being activated, so again, laying on my stomach, I'm on my elbows. If you know I wasn't paying attention, she jumps on my back or something, just that jolt, I literally would fly off the table as if I felt like almost shock, you know, almost uh, complete instability. And it, it was just a really crazy feeling and I hated it. I hated that feeling. And... Um, so that's when I started doing the exercises. I had to start really focusing on strengthening these muscles. And I recommend to anybody in any injury always, if you have something that seriously hurts you and you had to go get treatment for it, don't get me wrong, you should be doing some kind of a rehabilitation uh, program for any muscle group with an injury, whether you went to the doctor or not, it, it's essential. But if you ended up needing to go somewhere and you're not planning on spending four to six months strengthening the area, I tell you, you're only doing yourself a disservice and it's just always going to hurt until you get it strong again. I'm still feeling uh, weak. I don't have all of my strength back, but it is by far way better than it was. So again, Think about this loop you've seen in the background. Uh, sorry, a little long, but let's get into some of the exercises. One of the things that I did for the neck, um, again, it was a right side, so I would feel tension from right around my ear all the way into my trap. And that whole group of muscles and tendons is just knots. If I do a foam roller, if I do any type of mechanism to really feel that area, I'm pretty balled up. There's a lot of tension still there. There's a lot of tendons being pulled because things are too tight. I've been trying to work those out, but the exercises that I've been doing is really pretty simple. I use a, the purple ballistic band, seems to be about the right resistance level for me. If I went heavier, I didn't quite get a, enough range of motion. It, it would max out too quick, and if I went smaller, it was just so thin on my face that it would kind of hurt to do these exercises. 
But what you do, you put something about chest height. Uh, you put the ballistic band about chest height, and then I would put it right around where it would come across my jawline. And it, the reason why I was doing that is because that is it seemed like the direct lever that I needed to hit the muscle group right. You know, most of the recommendations from a, a chiropractor, or if you get on YouTube and you can see a, a lot of neck, um, one of the biggest exercises, sinking your neck back. So if you sit with really good posture and you sink your neck back, you're actually kind of stretching those muscles. Uh, so I started doing it with resistance bands. I said, well, hey, well, why don't I try to build some strength back in that area as well? So I would tuck my chin continually into that resistance. And it was pretty comfy. You know, you feel a bit like a dork, but um, I started to feel that, oh, I'm getting stronger. But my biggest concern was looking to the right. I could barely get to the same distance as the left. When I looked to the left, I had no problem getting my chin over there. When I looked to the right, it was almost like, man, I had to really work to get it over there. So I also started doing like 10 to 12 reps and all this is pretty simple. You just kind of move through the motions. You get your 10, you get your 10, 10, 8, 8, 8, 12, 12, 12. You know, it's kind of insignificant. Do what you can do. Move from repetition to repetition. So I would do to the right. I would do to the left. And then I would do where you would sink your chin back. And I would do maybe two to three sets, whatever felt right. And then I would evaluate the next day. I've tried to do back to back days, but just like other muscle groups, it seems as though my neck is awfully weak to where I literally cannot do back-to-back -back days yet because it feels like a just a lot of instability and it's fatigued. It gets very tired. I'm trying to work this muscle back and it just isn't coming that quick. So I would do those on an individual set, like say in the afternoon or something, go through that routine uh, two to three times. And then later in the evening when I'd be playing with my kids or um, doing those types of things on the floor, I would always sit in that position that I really disliked before laying on my elbows and then holding my head up. And after about, you know, it was three minutes when I would find fatigue and it's 10, now it's 15. And now I can sit down there for what I would consider a reasonable amount of time. Of course, you can't sit there forever. You know, your back kind of gets tired. Your arms kind of get tired of holding you up. But you know, to have your neck be the weakest link, in my opinion, was unacceptable for the things I like to do in life. You know, high speed, a lot of adrenaline, working out. To have a weak neck is is not, I'm not interested in that at all. So in the evenings, I would begin sitting on the floor. You know, so if you're watching TV or something, that'd be a good time. You know, I sit down there and watch TV. I try to get 20 or 30 minutes in of just holding my head up, moving it around, going through range of motion. And that was one thing that was kind of crazy, just a little side story. It was kind of nuts when I would turn my head. I would just have so much grinding, like clickety-clackety, clickety-clackety through the whole range of motion. And I'm like, geez, Louise, what is going on in here? Is there gravel in my neck? And uh, that has actually started to go away. So the idea that that can go away with the strength training element is kind of telling in itself that it is a very big positive that maybe... You should take more time thinking about, you know, turning your head like that, working through range of motion. If you got things that are getting caught, you know, don't just let them go by the wayside. Make sure you're doing something about it. Um, the final exercise that I was doing, and again, this is not going out of my way to do these things other than that quick little six, eight minute deal with the band. Um, in the evenings, I just do these while the kids are doing, playing, uh, 
you know, or we're getting ready to eat dinner or something. I'd sit on there, watch TV, play with the kids like that. And then I would lay my head flat against the floor. If you turn your ear and you put your ear on the floor, you'll, you'll feel a big stretch if you're rather tight. But the odd thing is, is that once you lift your head up, oh boy, if you have a tight neck muscle that runs into your trap, that is most definitely the muscle you are working without a doubt. It was very uncomfortable to start doing this, but I would lay on the floor and I would lift my head up and try to extend it as high as I could. And I would do maybe five or eight on each side. And as time has progressed, I've got a little bit farther in. I could do, you know, maybe 10 or 15 reps, but mostly I'm not doing anything too crazy. It's not like I'm power lifting or going above and beyond. I'm talking like maybe 10 minutes a day, I'm doing some kind of a rehabilitation exercise and I'm trying to work it in while I'm doing things. And it's been very effective and uh, I'm hoping that it can continue to do that uh, the other thing that I just started adding in last week was uh, some shoulder stretches. If you take a ballistic band or if you got a belt or a towel or something, if you wrap it around your hand and put it through your hand, you don't have to use much grip to hold it. But what I found is that whole chain of muscles that's running through my neck into my trap, I get an awful lot of relief by really stretching my shoulder across. So I'll go through like a traditional stretch routine for your shoulder where you really let your lat stretch out, pulling you high, let it come across. Um, every angle that more or less I can get my arm, I'm continuing to do that weekly. So getting yourself in a plan, you know, or getting myself in a plan of three to four days a week, trying to get through each of these things has changed the way my neck feels dramatically. I'm hoping to get it back to 100%, but um, it, it has taken some time. I must've had a serious injury and didn't really realize how bad it was. I've heard a lot about whiplash. You know, I don't know anybody that hasn't either joked about, oh, did you get whiplash or, you know, mentioned it or heard about it in a car wreck. But I've always been able to handle pain. You know, when you play baseball, I, I can't imagine. I don't know one baseball player that when they were playing that an elbow hurt, shoulder didn't hurt, knee didn't hurt. It just it's kind of a physical sport at which a tweak kind of throws you out of whack because it's such an explosive movement. So if you're going to use every inch of your body to rotate and torque and you've got a weak link in there somewhere, it's just not going to feel very good. So I'm pretty used to handling pain, um, but the weakness was something that I kind of found was unacceptable. So that's kind of my story with the neck. Um, I'm hoping that it'll continually progress. I'm hoping that using the bands and, and trying to strengthen those muscles um, will do that. But I have to say, if any of you guys got any types of pains, just living with that pain and not working on some kind of a stretching range of motion and strengthening type of uh, exercise protocol, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Uh, you, you can't be lazy, of course. You know, laziness, uh, it's pretty easy to just go sit on the couch, but that pain does not go away. I've been dealing with this for almost six or seven months now, and it's kind of shocking that it's still around. But until I started doing a little bit of strength training, uh, it honestly has not gone away. So um, I'll make another video in a while and let you guys know if it gets back to 100%. But um, I've got some fun topics we want to discuss coming up in the next couple episodes. So keep watching, get, write some comments if uh, you think you have any questions. And uh, I appreciate your time. Have a great day, guys.